2: You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Eddie Jacobs. And this is the h j Daily. Well, all the best bits of this afternoon's show. Um, we were joined by Paul Darville, who's the head of collector cars at Bonham's Auctions. This is yeah. because Diego Maradona's old Merc is going under the hammer. It's yeah. got quite the backstory. Paul was very interested in the world of celebrity cars and the difference than being pre-owned by celebs' makes. You actually told us quite a lot of your own stories this afternoon of owning cars once driven by the stars. Not quite as exhausted as Diego. No, but uh, thank you for those. You'll hear some of those. Um, we also found out a bit more about plogging, which is a sport which is uh, litter collecting while you jog. A bear, you know, hear us out. Uh, we spoke to someone who was an exponent of it, and... Um, I think it sounds like a very good idea. He'll explain more. Duncan Murray-Clark joined us. Uh, we had a bit of a chat about various things, didn't we, we Andy? We did, yeah, we Yeah, did. we had a good old chat. Um, and so you got involved, as always, which we thank you for. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good
3: afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Just actually on the note of uh, a pre-owned car uh, mm. by Starbucks, I once bought a car from Charlotte Bingham and Terence Brady. They wrote, yes, honestly, no, honestly, and <laughs> upstairs, downstairs. Oh, right, Does okay. Does that count? And it, did blew, you didn't up, find any it blew up on the motorway, and that was it. It never worked again.
2: Honestly? Yeah,
3: honestly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> really? Yeah. How long had you had it before it blew up on the motorway? Not that
3: long. It was six months. And
2: did you go back to them?
3: No, I couldn't really. I'd buy a beware. What can you yeah. do? Yeah, that's the way it was. Oh, anyway, dear. there we go.
2: Oh, that's a bit, it's really brought me down I'm there. Sorry, I've, I've got i sorry, mean, I've got over we are, it now. Yeah, we are, this, this story, the story behind Diego Maradona's Mercedes that's going under the hammer in Paris, so we're going to be chatting to Bonhams later on. It's a big old sale, they've got yeah, some pretty I, special... I mean,
3: slightly bigger than them.
2: Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. I think uh, there are very few murals of, uh, of the writers of yes and no honestly in Buenos Aires as far cute. as... I, they're not global superstars. No. But occasionally you might, you know, you look at the logbook, you think, oh, blimey, can that be the same one? Um, if you've had a vehicle, that's been pre-owned but as we say by the stars and the mm. lesser the star the better uh, I would say uh, do let us know Talk to... Do better, yeah okay. I think so well yeah. I don't really care it's, it's open ended yeah, it's up right. to you okay. talksport.com text eighteen eighty-nine. tweet perfect. TSH&J because you know and another one I think uh, a Porsche he when he was in he was in Spain mm. went for double the price because of the Maradona connection. It's amazing There, So it? it does make a big difference. Anyway, uh, your team's done a bit of business, as we were just hearing yes. from Flex. Jao Felix has come in on loan for yes, Atletico that's Madrid. That's just what we need, isn't it? Uh, well, I uh, what, sleep.
3: Um, It's brilliant, really. Can
2: he play right back? Let's, <laughs> oh, um, let's hear from Terry Gibson. This, yeah. I think Terry can cheer you up. He was on the show with Ooh. us yesterday, Spanish football expert and a former front man at a number of top British clubs, of course, as well. And he's watched a lot of Jao Felix play at um, Atletico Madrid. And
4: this was uh, his take. I think he's misunderstood. I think we're, we're classing him, bracketing him as a number 10, and mm. someone that can play wide and drop in deep. I've seen him play enough times as a centre forward. He's not your stereotypical big number nine that holds the ball up well, but he's better in the air than people give him credit for. He's more aggressive than people give him credit for. He doesn't mind the physicality of a centre half, you know, getting close to him and putting his foot in. He's had his disciplinary issues where he fights back. He has a great first touch. He's a brilliant dribbler. He's a great finisher. I think he's a super player. But at Atletico, he hasn't really found the position. I think he's a really quality player. So you can play him up front. I've seen him play in that role, and he enjoys it. Um, He wants the responsibility, always wants the ball, wants to be a leader. So I think it, it, it might surprise a few people.
2: There we are. And that comes from yeah, well, a, well, Terry knows a, a, a diminutive front man no, he's in a, Terry. He's Gibson. a very good player. But the thing is...
4: You know, we've
3: got a lot of that type of player. It's not what Chelsea need. This has been the hallmark of Todd
2: Bowles. Well, adding quality to the squad is not a bad thing. Is it?
3: No, but you know, look, I'm telling you, I told you the other day, Chelsea, the only team to spend 300 million quid and be worse than they were before. I just think the players they bought haven't been right. You know, you've got to, you've got to get the right players for the right. Yeah. You've got to, it's, it's I
2: mean, great. we're going to talk about this later on with Darren Lewis when we look yeah. at the transfers, but you're more, you're more excited by the prospect of Carl Walker-Peters coming in. I am, because it's, well, they, need,
3: they need a backup. You know, you've got a player like Reese James, a wonderful player, but he's not going to play 60 games a year. He's already shown that. So you need a good backup. And if the backup's playing really well, Reese can play in other positions. He can play in midfield, he can play in the back playing part three, of the three yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just daft to say, well, we can't sign anybody because we've got Rhys James. We've already lost Liveramento and Lamptey because they didn't show him a pathway. By selling Esplueta, yeah. Honestly, that's not Bodies fault. That's the no. old regime, you know. But it's anyway, enough for Chelsea for now. Uh, I see. <laughs> well, I see that uh, David. We're going to talk about this. Mm. Uh, Romeo Beckham made his uh, debut. Yeah, for we're Brent going to chat B. to someone who
2: was there last night. It was quite a big turnout for Erith Brentford B. Don't you don't Five, normally get that sort of crowd. Five hundred and
3: thirty-three, including David himself. A lot of a lot of photographers uh, rocked up as well. Uh, but I was very interested in the quote of, from Brentford B-boss, Neil McFarlane, who obviously must be a fan of Chris Kamara, but mm. he said his father was an unbelievable player with unbelievable character and an unbelievable career. Unbelievable, Jake. Yeah. <laughs>
2: very much so, yeah.
3: Yeah. And uh, what else have we got here? Oh, yes. <clears throat> I was listening to The Archers last night. Oh, were you did. really? Yeah. Blimey.
2: Have you, you, again, this is <clears> the <throat> second time in two no, days no. you've told us You've moved that mine's permanently welded onto is it? talk welded? Mine There's is nothing normally I can do. permanently
3: welded, but yeah. at night we like to listen well, to
2: we the... don't have the trouble is we don't have a continuing drama about country folk, do it? know, if we? No, it's disappointing. We did. I wish I mean, we did. Tra- I mean, we've got Charlie Baker in place <laughs> to do something like that. To put a little kind of rural I think that's
3: a really good idea. A little rural well, drama for fifteen enough, minutes. A bit of a link to talk sports. Oh,
2: okay, fair I enough. Didn't
3: just bring this up for nothing, just to talk about some <laughs> mundane thing in the arches. <laughs> So anyway, uh, Jakob the Polish village vet. Oh yeah. is on holiday and he's let his brother come to Ambridge and stay in his house. Mm. And who should his brother be played by but none other than Talksport's finest Steve Hartley oh mate steve steve it was really odd to hear his voice in the archers steve hartley the talk
2: spot the voice of talks
3: it's quite odd steve, because his actor. brother's got a polish accent but steve's just speaking like steve it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever he's been
2: here a long time has he there's not a there's not a hint of warsaw in there no. not a hint not can do dance. that
3: northern one he does sometimes
2: <laughs> so but they've not explained it as no one said oh you don't sound like your brother <laughs> no, exactly. nobody said that no. Oh, you're going to print you the bloke off talks part. This is the world's <laughs> finest sports radio station. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It will be great. <laughs> it's, yeah. really it's like the Bowman's. Is. Do apologize to <laughs> anybody who doesn't live in a city for those terrible accidents. <laughs> Uh, Manchester United Manchester City this weekend and uh, old Pep gets a lot of club for overthinking oh, and he takes the mickey out of himself and he takes on the press when when they think well what's he what's he got planned for for the derby and he's yeah he's been a bit cryptic this is what he had to say ahead of the game
4: I would like to arrive against
2: United more or less with the average of minutes and the likes of the players quite quite, quite similar because I have a few ideas thought that
4: ridiculous went to went United
2: he's got a few ideas and a few thoughts mm. he says of what he's going to do but he's not telling us what they are he said he, I, th- I think he was basically saying he had some fairly crazy ideas he had it's some quite out there ideas it's a very tough
3: game for them it's probably the toughest Manchester to derby for some time United are playing well yeah. you know and they've got you know they've got a manager who's got experience and got has got brought discipline to the club. It's a a good thing. I was fascinated with Pep though. Whenever Pep supports you, whenever Pep shakes a player's hand or a manager's hand or after he says, oh, get behind him, you think, do The opposite, yeah. <laughs> do the opposite. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast.
2: Pep Guardiola head of the Manchester Derby this weekend, says, I have a few ideas, thoughts for Manchester United ridiculous ones. Well, if he said it, uh, but he won't tell us what they are, we're going to need to fill that void. Dan, the West Ham fan, said, Stuart Pierce uh, did bring David James on up front for City, so maybe Pep will go for Emerson up top. That wouldn't be bad no, would it? he's got of a shot on him I wouldn't think he'd be
3: brilliant
2: and not um, between the sticks I imagine <laughs> he's not a bad keeper no Pep is maybe may uh, main was it yeah he's maybe not the innovator we think Piercy did it first says Daniel yeah, that's very true uh, perhaps Pep will take total football to new levels and have his team turn out wearing clogs instead of boots. Okay, not a bad idea, David. Thank you very much for that. They still could have beaten Chelsea on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. Um, also, the stars and their cars, Diego Maradona's Merc coming under the uh, going under the hammer very soon and uh, you're telling us your tales of the, the pre-owned vehicles of the stars. In 1974, my dad wanted to buy an Audi from a garage in Coventry. In the logbook, it said the previous owner was a Mr T Hutchinson. Dad rang the club, guessing it was uh, Tommy, um, and asked him why he was selling it. Tom said he'd got a free marina for making the Scotland 74 World Cup squad. Wow. <laughs> so he was selling the other one. Um, it was a lovely car, albeit with brown velour cloth. Well, Those were the days, Julian. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, you don't get a lot of brown velour cloth these days. <laughs> Thank you very much uh, for that. Um, anything else, Andy, you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, I tell you what, hold that thought. Oh, okay. Because uh, we've got plenty more to come and uh, save yourself. Oh, I'd like I to. don't like springing things on you. I don't, <laughs> you've got I, a bad cough. I don't no, like no, I, I was ready. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Uh, we move on to the the, uh, the ever growing sport of plogging I've, I've never heard of it until the other day. No. I read a little story uh, and uh, let me bring it to you. Student uh, Vivek Gurav, 27 and 250 pounds, collected 360 kilograms of litter. In 30 towns, while plogging, picking up litter, jogging. Who knew? Didn't it know It's quite thing.
3: difficult though, because if you, you know, if you are on a run and you break, you know, you bend down to do your shoes, everything. It
2: does quite affect you, doesn't it? it? Breaks you. Okay, well let's find out because Duncan Murray Clark plugs. Do they call it that? I don't know. No, who knows? Uh, hi, Duncan.
4: Good, good afternoon. Hi, gents.
2: Yeah. So, uh, look, I mean, it's a fairly obvious, basic thing to explain. That's what you're doing. You're picking up litter while you jog, environmentally friendly jogging. Is that – what
4: got you into it? Uh, I think uh, lockdown, in a word. Um, where well, there wasn't a lot, else, a lot else to do. So, um, I took up running. And then when I was running, you noticed notice all the litter that's kicking around um, and uh, started picking it up, really. But, I, I'd, obviously, blogging had been invented before that, I thought mm. – I thought I was the first one, which would have been nice. But, uh,
2: <laughs> so imagine. you did it not knowing of, of the existing sport of plugging?
4: I, I didn't know of that high-profile sport plogging, oh. plugging, no. Uh, <laughs> it hadn't crossed my radar. But um, it, it makes you feel quite good, actually, when yeah.
3: you do it. So do you, do you take a rubbish bag with you, presumably? I think, well,
2: you're going to put it yeah, in, in your pocket. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I suppose, yeah, So you take a black You run in with a Might black run bin. Run to the next bin
4: or something. Run into then, a yeah.
2: black bin. Well, well, how, how do you do it? Talk us through it, Your your system but, anyway.
4: Well, yeah, you see, that's 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 a very interesting question because you know, you what do you do with the rubbish? I do take a bag out with me, but you sometimes it's more than the bag load, and you you right. do have to um, you do have to use the facilities. that are, are other people's wheelie bins on on the side of the road, oh so it's a little, little bit controversial, obviously, yeah. because uh, I don't I don't ask permission. But when uh, when when caught in the act, they uh, they're they're pretty good about it.
2: Yeah, I mean, because some people get very terrible. I mean, it's all about
3: what you put in each different coloured bin. It's quite complicated. Yes, I mean, because
2: you're halfway through a run, you can't stand there with three bins. Oh, that's recycling. Is that? I'll have to read the back of the packet. That's not. That's not practical from your point of view, is it?
3: No,
4: it's not. But you got to see. You got to think that one through. So when I'm running, Hmm. I just pick up like recyclables. Oh, okay. Uh, So it'll be like the you know the. The, the cans of cider or the uh or the uh or the fast food you know packaging that kind of thing and then of course you can go to your green bin and it's all right but um yeah you, you it's there's there's more to it it's planning planning involved It's, it's, it's you, no, sorry
2: andy carry on there. Was
3: do say. you despair sometimes of some of the stuff you yeah. have to pick up sometimes i am you just see someone's throwing like half
4: a mcdonald's or something away and you think What's that the about? ones
2: chucked out of car windows are the ones that oh. do me
4: i mean that is just unforgivable isn't it It's the red mist comes down when you Mm. see that, doesn't it? Yeah. It's no, you're right. I mean, it's 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 it is a bit soul destroying, and it's I mean, it's interesting what you find, obviously. Mm. Um, and and it goes through phases, you know, there's a a, you'll 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 find somebody's had a big party just with strongbow cider or something. I don't know. Okay, well, that sounds that sounds like my value. Yeah, that's true.
2: Have you found anything of value
4: but, you know
2: Yeah that's true you might find a it a bit of detectorist mm. kind of thing have you have you ever come up with you ever bent down and that's not rubbish that's a solid gold watch or whatever
4: No I've not oh. found anything of value sadly uh, I found an arrow once that was interesting An arrow Yeah an arrow okay. that was that was random That was just yeah. on the side of the road but um yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's fallen off the back of the the, the dustbin lorry or something. Well,
2: yeah. These archery people
4: are so oh, yeah, careless. That's really, yeah. You
2: were talking about the archers earlier on, weren't you? Because it's a big community, isn't it? It all started, as it often does, it all started in Sweden. Environmentally conscious uh, runners started to running with plastic bags. Uh, and then they set up Plogger, uh, which was the website. And there's, I mean, there's a UK plugging site. If people are listening think you know, it sounds like a, a useful way to do my running. So... Um, yeah, it's a huge community globally, isn't it? Now,
4: I, I think it is. I mean, obviously, I did invent it. Oh, of uh, course, yeah, yeah sure, of course. Uh, You know, the, uh, <laughs> but, but I think the other thing that's quite quite handy about it is if you're on Strava or something, it does slow your time down. But right. you've got a valid, you've got a valid excuse. Yeah.
2: No, it's a, look, it's a good thing.
4: I think it it's is, a, yeah, it's a
2: very good idea and a very positive thing to do. What sort of distances do you tend to do then when you go out?
4: Okay. yeah it depends what I, I mean I usually um i'm look let's get this right I'm not built like a runner okay no. um and i i'll do but I do, I do a few charity things so um this week I'm not blogging because i'm I'm running for um uh it's called run 1000 which is a uh, for rural mental health mm-hmm. it's like a England Ireland, Scotland wales thing and we all we all compete and and I don't blog so I haven't been blogging this week so I feel a bit of a fraud but I am up to my 160th blog because I, I, read, I, I do register it on Strava. Oh, good. Um, well, it's,
2: it's a good thing. And um, uh, I understand you know uh, Charlie Baker. Um, and Charlie apparently on Instagram earlier on, was he's, he's he, been jogging today. He was out for a run today, new, yeah. New year, new, year, new Charlies. He's, yeah. he's gone out for a jog. So just get a bin bag into his hands, uh, Duncan. I, get I out will. blogging with him.
4: I, I will. I I'll probably see him on the squash court next week. So um, yeah. I'll um, I'll, I'll have a word with him. But um, I saw something in, in spandex earlier on, actually.
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's right. <passing laughs> yeah, through the village. He, he's a man who very much buys into all the gear. Yeah, he, he will uh, get all the running gear in. He'll have the old torch he takes on the forehead. Seriously, oh, he he does. Good yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, no half yeah. measures with Charlie. Anyway, no, no, no. Well, keep Bye. up the good work, Duncan. Thanks
4: very much. I uh, will do. Nice to speak to you guys.
2: There we are. This uh, Duncan Murray Clark, uh, Plogger. Plogging UK on Twitter, uh, if you want to go and find out how you can do a bit of good. And say so it's a community of people, like, a bit like Park yeah. Run. People will get together. They go and they go around their local area doing a bit locally. It's a good thing. You keep yourself fit, keep yeah. your
3: local environment nice. It's got to be yeah. good.
2: Can You're going gonna to start doing it, Andy, round your way?
3: Well, I don't really run anymore.
2: Have you not really? You used to quite your little oh, gentle yeah. jog.
3: Well, I used to, but you know, give me a break.
2: Was <laughs> <laughs> that old boy still doing marathons <laughs> at ninety six? You're never too old.
3: No, I do indoor workouts now.
2: Oh, do you really? And lots of walking. Okay, and I go. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. As you look, you keep yourself fit, that's all that matters. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash retail23. Shopify.com slash retail23. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving all of in June.
2: the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast Jeff Peters was telling us earlier on about a job going at uh, Leicester City someone to look after their nine hole uh, golf courses mm. at the training ground who knew they even had one uh, Stew's back up a ladder in Bournemouth after his hip replacement tells us uh, perfect candidate lads Gareth Bale very Looking much, for though. something to do. Yeah, he can probably play it as much as he likes. Honestly, he can watch is... Leicester train and maybe help out with the set pieces. <laughs> some
3: of the letters to the days are about Gareth Bale. Fascinate me, honestly. Uh, this bloke writes. Watcher is called. Uh, this is a ad, add a d mm. d t t e r add to laugh. Bale's retired. Ede, double Ed w e d bin b i n retired for years, drawing five hundred and sixty thousand a week for warming is lazy. You can imagine on Real Madrid's bench, Sam Ricketts on Sky describing him as humble. What the guy's worth probably eighty million. Good riddance. (laughs) You think. I wonder how much you've achieved in your life compared to yeah. Gareth Bale I, I, well, I just guess I don't know about
2: doing maths to your 18 sounds like English <laughs> wouldn't be too bad some of the grammar <laughs> no, in that tremendous anyway you're also telling us about the, the cars you picked up from the stars bought a white Sea Reg Astra GTE from a garage near Bristol back in the day it used to belong to Gary Penrice who played for Bristol Rovers and well. QPR amongst other teams it broke down three miles from the garage and was an absolute nail of a car oh, says Heggy,
0: yeah. <laughs> fantastic
2: well look Um, I'm sure uh, if you were showing an interest in Diego Maradona's uh, Mercedes, classic 1980s Mercedes, it'll all be in good uh, working condition. Um, It's going under the hammer in Paris as part of a sale of iconic cars. It's got a bit of a backstory Hmm. to it. And joining us now, head of collector cars at Bonhams, Paul Darville. Hi, Paul.
5: Hello, good afternoon. Wow, yeah.
2: I'm looking at the pictures from your page. Lovely, beautiful red. Uh, Mercedes as we said a uh, given uh, extra interest not in the fact that it was it was owned by Diego Maradona that was handed to him by the then um, uh, Mercedes dealer in Buenos Aires the man in charge of it Fangio the legendary driver
5: absolutely yeah it's it's uh it's got so many elements this car a tangible connection to uh, Maradona um, that I was going to say it can be had uh, relatively affordably uh, that is a uh, relative yeah. <laughs> but uh, um but when we see uh, you know, uh, in the past uh, shirts sold for maradona and other pieces of memorabilia um it's it, we we have high expectations for it let's say
3: yeah i mean classic cars are a pretty good investment this one's got very little mileage on it but how much of the premium is there because it belonged to diego the provenance of it all
5: it is a significant premium. Um, if you want the 1980 Mercedes-Benz 450 SLC, that's liter, very, very good starter classic, but I suppose these days you're buying a nice example for 30000 £40,000. So uh, it's a significant premium, um, but there is a precedence, actually. Two years ago, we sold a, a Porsche, uh, a 964 that belonged to Maradona uh, when he was playing uh, in Spain, and uh, that did uh, over €400,000 at the time. Um, wow. And that also had a nice story. A uh, nice picture came with it of him being stopped by the uh, Spanish police for speeding with it. So, you uh, know. <laughs>
3: Where, where's the car being kept since uh, those days? You're not going to lift it, are you, Andy? You
2: haven't got an, an no, international no, uh, ring uh,
3: of uh, oh. cars, no, car thieves lined up. Presumably it must have come from Argentina. Yeah. Can
2: you specifically <laughs> exactly. tell us the lockup it's in and uh, oh, uh, what time uh, the security uh, guy knocked uh, off of the... <laughs> uh, <laughs> N-
5: naturally, uh, you know, a certain amount of confidentiality. Uh, it did stay <laughs> in Argentina most of its life. Uh, it then came into California um, and, uh, and is leaving um, uh, North America now uh, to come back to Europe. Uh, probably for the first time since 1980. Um, so uh, yeah, we felt that uh, bringing it to Europe was a nice, uh, a nice opportunity. See, a p- potentially a bigger following uh, on this side of the Atlantic for uh, for Maradona. Maybe co- me?
2: Oh God. I was going to say a collector, maybe in the in the Middle East where fuel isn't quite as expensive. A five <laughs> a five liter. I mean, well, you're not going to get a lot to the gallon, are you? To the litre, uh, you're
5: not going to get a lot to the gallon. It, it was fascinating when we sold the last car. The level of enthusiasm and the number of bidders from around the world was really incredible. Um, Far East, Japan, uh, China, Middle East, North America, and Europe. Um, there's you know, the Maradona name really does pull people in from well beyond uh, your typical classic car buying regions. Let's say.
3: Pro- Provenance-wise, there, there must be a press photo. I would imagine of Fangio and marriage on yeah, imagine there wasn't a big story with the yeah.
2: dealership. Yeah,
5: yeah, you've got the registration with his name on it, signed. Um, so it's it's there. I, I think period pictures. I think you know, it was right at the beginning of his career. Um, there, there aren't, there isn't a period picture we found yet. If you've got one out there, we're keen to hear from you. Okay. Um, but uh, beginning of his career, but it's there. His name on the on the registration document. And I think it's, it's potentially made even more fascinating by the fact that this car was gifted to him right at the beginning when he wasn't yet probably the household name that he would uh, yet become internationally.
2: Yeah. Um, do you ever get to drive these, uh, Paul? Do you ever get to put them through uh, their paces? That would be a lovely perk of the job, wouldn't it?
5: <laughs> As you can probably tell, my, my knowledge sits within cars rather than football, mm. so you can forgive me on that. But <laughs> we do get to drive them occasionally not as much as any of us would like uh, obviously these are client cars we're representing them but uh, we do sometimes get the opportunity to drive them if we're doing promotional videos or if clients want to uh, want a test drive report um, but uh, sadly not as much as we would like yeah
2: and no one's going to it's not going to be someone's run around is it you would imagine that it will be driven o- occasionally <laughs> yeah. if they're going to make this sort of investment uh, I'd like I think it's going to be driven right I think it's going to sit there as and sort of some sort of collector's item.
5: I hope it gets shown. I hope it gets uh, it's shown around uh, around car shows and maybe other events. Mm. Um, you know, most of these cars don't get driven an enormous amount, although you'd be surprised how many clients have significant cars and do really enjoy driving them. I and mean, that's the thing about collecting cars. You want that experience um, as well as the history and the problem of the
2: uh, this this big sale that's coming up in Paris. You've got, I mean, I don't know if there's any other sports people's cars, but I see there is a a Robert Redford Porsche from 1964, a 904 GTS, which is going to go for a very serious amount of money.
5: Absolutely, that that car we actually sold last year. Oh. Um, so that that we sold successfully last year. Um, and we've got some some interesting cars this year with sort of sport, obviously more motorsport related mm. uh, histories, including um, Michael Schumacher's first Formula One car. Mm. Um, so for the pure motorsport enthusiasts, um, there, there are also um, plenty of interesting things coming under the hammer.
2: What's that expected to go for, an F1 car? Uh,
5: low mm. estimate on that point. 4 million euros wow. um but it's a it's a it, again you're talking a true sporting gray probably one of if not arguably the greatest formula one driver um and his first car uh, and i think that that's a magic combination yeah
2: and that robert redford cars he went for 1.3 million euros last year
5: absolutely wow. celebrity provenance sometimes adds uh, significant value uh, anything mcqueen we know steve yeah. mcqueen for car buyers somehow is a, is, a, is a golden ticket. Um, and, and in the past, we've seen it with Maradona as well. Um, there is a, clearly a crossover between football fans, Maradona fans and, and, and car fans.
2: It doesn't sound like Gary Penrice's car that we just brought up before you came on will be going for a great deal of money. You're
5: going pass my contact details over. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, Box, no at all. GTE, wasn't it? I, I mean, think you'd be it was. hard pressed to find one.
2: <laughs> Described as an absolute nail of the car by the, by the owner after Gary. So, okay. Good. I think
5: they built them that way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, look, good to talk to you, Paul. Thanks very much for joining us.
5: Pleasure, absolute
2: pleasure. There we are, Paul Darville there, Head of Collector Cars at Bonham's Auctions. So, yeah, 150 to 200 grand if you've got that going. You want want a little bit of Diego? You'd never get an F1 driver now, would you? Only a dealership. (laughs) It's not going to happen, is it? No, I wouldn't wouldn't think so. That would be interesting, though, wouldn't it? Um, You're just suddenly there, you're looking for a little run around. You just think something to get you to and from work, you know. And then you're standing there and you're kicking the tyres and you're having a look at it and... and, uh, and Lewis Hamilton wanders over. <laughs> You're looking for anything in particular? That's that's a lovely car, that. It's only I got 6,000 that. miles. It actually my sister's car. She took the kids to school. <laughs> Hang on, i go and get the keys. It's not going to happen, is it? Not really. It's not going to no, where Lewis, where Lewis uh, suddenly walking out like uh, Swiss Lewis mm-hmm. with a big car coat on. Uh, so this, is, yeah, this is true. I mean, the things that used to happen in the world of sport, I mean, it's like walking into a pub and expecting to see, like, you know, one of the great, I mean, you're not going to walk into a doesn't pub. Now, you're not going to, you know, Harry, I mean, I don't think Harry Kane's going to buy a pub in Essex, a country pub in Essex. No, it seems unlikely. Even in George, the usual. I mean, you know, <laughs> like that's, that was the route, wasn't it? Ex footballers, pubs or haulage. They Very were, true, for some yeah. reason, they were the two business worlds that were attractive, especially pubs. Pubs. Big Alan had a pub, didn't he? Big Aaron, Alan had Brazil
3: a pub. was in, in the it's pub. Be a pub in Hammersmith belonging to the, the sort of famous Fulham player, Bedford Jezzard. Oh, yeah a lovely pub that
2: was. Used to pop in there, Andy, did Oh, he? yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. I never saw him there. You know, OK, No, he wasn't front of house. Yeah, I
4: don't think he was. <laughs> he
2: wasn't a manager slash host. <laughs> OK, fair enough. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast.
0: Paddy's challenge on TalkSport with Hawksby and Jacobs. What critics are calling one of the many radio quiz segments happening this week. Paddy Power. 18
2: plus Yes, time now for Paddy's Challenge, our uh, weekly quiz for charity in association with our friends and official betting partner, Paddy Power. In Paddy's Challenge, we put our sporting knowledge to the test with a chance of raising lots of cash for our nominated charities. I'm playing for the Sporting Memories Network, and Andy is raising funds for the Willow Foundation, helping to manage proceedings and ensure fair play. Is our guest referee, Mr. Ben Fletcher? Welcome. Good Fletcher. afternoon. Hello. I
6: can barely keep up with my radio rentals payments, never mind, I have a dodgy <laughs> USB right. stick. Still renting a telly, which is, which is weird, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, there's a there's a reference for anyone under the age of 40. Yeah. So, in Paddy's challenge, you'll each be asked three multiple choice questions posed by the voice of Paddy Power, Alistair McGowan. Mm. The winner is the player that scores the most points. In the event of a tie, you'll both win the chance to raise some cash for your charities. Last week, it was a draw and a U-back Palace Spurs to end in a score draw. While, Paul, you went for Scon. I Scon. I like, like Scon. Yeah. yeah, exactly. For son to score yeah. any time in that same game. On the night, Tottenham won 4-0. Son scored in the 7th. 72nd minute. Nice. Um, that means, Paul, you get the first win of the year. You would have won £15, but Paddy you are feeling generous and they've doubled it. So £30 oh, in the kitty for nice. the Sporting Memories Network. Excellent. Let's see if we can raise some more charity cash for this week's Paddy's Challenge. The virtual coin toss has taken place off air. It's a quick affair, not stupid, drawn out 16 minute affair. <laughs> uh, and Andy, you are going first. Uh, Andy, okay. if you're ready, here I is am. your first question.
0: Wrexham's fairy tale season shows no signs of slowing down after they won 4 3 away at Coventry in the third round of the FA Cup. In which year did the Welsh side last reach the fourth round? A. 1995. B. 2000. Or C. 2012? Oh, you know, I have absolutely no, that no idea. Tough, I remember they had it? a
3: good run and they played Arsenal, but. That was the Mickey Thomas yeah, a bit earlier, wasn't it? I've no idea. Uh, middle one. One point to Andy! Oh, absolutely right. See, again, guess, the strategy's paying off. I guess,
2: a guess doesn't hurt, is he couldn't even no. be bothered to remember the years. It'd be a real shame if Fraxim's
6: <laughs> Cup run um, distracts their league ambitions, wouldn't yeah, it? Of it, course, would, yes. it wouldn't It'd be yeah. We'd fan. all be gutted if they stayed in the National League for another season.
0: <laughs> uh, so one point to Andy, uh, Paul it's time for you to try and get an equaliser, here yeah. we go. League Two Stevenage gave their fans a day to remember, as they scored twice in the final minutes to beat Aston Villa in their third round FA Cup tie. When did Stevenage last make it through to the fourth round? A, 2009 to 10 season. B, 2013 to 14 season. Or C, 2018 to 19 season.
2: Wow, that's difficult, isn't it? It's tricky.
0: Uh, the middle one. <laughs> One point to pay.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right uh, For the benefit of any Woking fans listening If you still hate Graham Wesley Clap your hands But yeah Stevenage Borough uh, And their town full of roundabouts Well done Well done Borough
2: <laughs> so, so bitter, bitter. Yep. So bitter All the Farnborough fans Are all backing you up there 100% yeah, Andy true. Smart will be Just, He'll be marching on it yeah, With
0: definitely. a pitchfork Anyway Just yes.
6: remember What goes up must come down
0: hmm. uh, So Andy Question number two Charlton boss Dean Holden Is also an ardent Manchester United fan And once bluffed his way into Old Trafford dressed as what? A. A member of the officiating team. B. A team mascot. Or C. A steward. It was a steward. Yeah. Good one. Yeah,
6: there was a bloke who bluffed his way into TalkSport pretending to be quite a senior member of management recently, but there's a story for another day.
0: Uh, 2-1 to Andy. uh, And Paul, here is your second question. Yeah. After scoring his 265th goal for Spurs in their FA Cup third round win over Bournemouth at the weekend, Harry Kane moved within one goal of Jimmy Greaves' club record. Greaves' 265th goal also came in a third round FA Cup match in 1970, but against which team? A. Hull City. B. Birmingham City. Or C. Bradford City. Wow. That's difficult. That is a hard
2: question. That is. I mean, the old Spurs' story might be. Uh, probably not struggling with that. I've, I mean, I've, I'm, I, I knew about the record. and I was going to say I knew about the amount of goals, but um, go I I might. have probably even <laughs> went to the game. Um, I'm going to It wasn't Birmingham City, was it? Oh dear oh, oh, dear, oh, dear. Wow. Incorrect.
6: It was Bradford City. Wow. So you had the right l- consonant just a little bit further north. Wow. OK. Uh, so there we go. So, Andy, you are an opportunity for you to win it now. Mm. Um, two out of three, and you're going for three in a row. So here we go. Question three, Andy.
0: Former England keeper Karen Bardsley paid tribute to which rock legend during the draw for the fourth round of the FA Cup? A, Tom Jones, B, Rod Stewart, or C, Mick Jagger?
3: Oh that's difficult cuz I didn't see the draw. Uh Oh, I'm going middle one. <laughs>
0: He's done it again. <laughs> Game, set
6: and match. Andy. It was friend of TalkSport and a yeah. good friend of mine personally, Rod Stewart. Uh, Rod, yes. if you're listening, thanks again for Vagabond Heart, your classic 1991 album. Anyway, Rod, <laughs> uh, an internet sensation in 2017, <laughs> of course, yeah. during that Scottish Cup draw with his over-enthusiastic antics when removing the balls from the pot, leaving fans in stitches. The, Andy so there Jenkins, we go the middle one. It's, uh, the middle <laughs> one, clearly a, uh, a good yeah. one. Are we going to do Paul's
0: final question yeah, just on, for then, fun? Yeah. Um, let's do it
6: just for forced fun fun. here we go question three paul
0: (laughs) former arsenal vice chairman david dean has called for football matches to be reduced from 90 to 60 minutes according to research what is the average time a ball is in play during premier league games a 72 minutes b 68 minutes or c 55 minutes it's 55 minutes it is yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely yeah. right. So a little bit of dignity. Imagine you Nick
2: Pope in a 60-minute game. you would only mm. been there for about two minutes, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd barely have time to take your seat. That is <laughs> shocking, isn't it?
6: Yeah. Absolutely terrible. Wow. Well, uh, not so terrible is Andy with your three in a row and uh, clear a new tactic here, I think, the middle one. Yeah. Uh, one for the pub, which well, up and down the country yeah, late this yeah. week. Congratulations to you. Today's winner, you've won a free £10 bet that Paddy Power will place for you to try and win some cash for your charity. What are you going to go for?
3: Uh, City to beat
6: Southampton tonight by two clear goals. Here we go. Well, we'll see how you get on and reveal the winner
2: and season totals, if I'm still here, next week. Yeah, I wouldn't hold your breath after that. Um, But, Fletch, (laughs) thank you very much. Uh, That was this week's Paddy's Challenge. Thanks to our friends at Paddy Power, 18plusbegamblerware.org.
0: Paddy's Challenge on TalkSport with Paddy Power, 18plusbegamblerware.org. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast... From
3: Talk Sport.
2: There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We will do it all again tomorrow, myself and Charlie. Oh, Andy, you'll pop up at half three with yeah, a birthday back, spread. Yeah. Are the gags good this week? Yeah, it's
3: been, it was a little bit of a struggle yesterday. <laughs> okay.
2: Fair enough. I'm sure you'll pull it out of the bag some as old always good favourites
3: that I can rely
2: on. Good. Excellent. All right, then. Well, I uh, do hope you can join us from one. If not, the podcast will be available from four. But for now, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on
3: Talk Sport.
1: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.